Hello, everyone. It's Irliana Samsara. I'm back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Welcome, welcome to the full moon in Leo. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to say, oh, this is a big one. <laughs> it's a really intense full moon. I think when the moon is in Leo, the full moon's in Leo, it's always intense because Leo is, you know, the moon is ruled by the sun, right? So it's bright and it's bold and it's larger than life. And it and it's talk about emotion on steroids. I personally have been through it being a Leo. This is my full moon, Leo, right? The full moon of my year, right? Being a Leo, the, when we come around six months away from August and the full moon's in Leo, it's like the, it's the fruition of what we planted uh, as Leos in, in August, late July, early August is um is the leo season so this is when we the fruit we get to harvest the fruit of what we're working on um i would say so i'm going to outline a little bit about you know what what are the major features of this full moon which we're going to feel for the next several days and i know you probably have already like me i've already been feeling it having a lot of breakdowns and breakthroughs uh, because of the intense energy with mars so i'll, I'll break that down and then i'm going to give a little my little rx I'm going to throw some humor in because after all, it is the full moon Leo. And what do the French say? If I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> so I figured I'd give a little humor and I'm going to share with you some of the kind of like how I, how I went through uh, yesterday, which was a very intense uh, lead up to this full moon. So we're still in it and, um, and it's got some uh, lots of impact here. So anyway, this full moon is at nine degrees of Leo. And so if you have any planets, whether it's your sun, your moon, or any planets within nine to or about, uh, within, yeah, I'd say six to 12 degrees of fixed signs, you will really feel this strongly. So that would be Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio. So if you have any planets in those signs within six to 12 degrees, you definitely are feeling this one. Okay, um, this particular full moon is making a T-square, right? So it's like a 90 degree angle. So we have a very potent sun. We have the sun holding hands, one on either side with Saturn and Jupiter, the malefic and the benefic, you know, the greater malefic and the greater benefic, <laughs> the big boys, right? Um, so that's a lot of hope and optimism like the sun is like holding hands with infusing hope and optimism on one side and um, and then patience and restraint on the other. So it's an interesting combination. One wants to expand and go crazy and leap around, right? Like the big Sag ruled Jupiter, you know? And uh, and then Saturn wants to be, let's, let's be measured, let's be wise about this, right? So the sun is in that interesting combination. It's actually exactly nine degrees with the sun at nine degrees of Aquarius and the moon in the opposite sign, nine degrees Leo. But the sun in nine degrees of Aquarius um, is exactly conjunct Jupiter to the degree. So that means in astrology, we call that um, that conjunction when it's that close, within it, when, it, when a planet's within like 15 degrees of the sun on either side, that's a Kazemi. It's a term which means it's like it's think of it think of it like this it's like can you imagine um if you um 
if you went to visit a, you know, a famous person or like a monarch, you know, a king or a queen, and you are entered, you know, they're like, okay, you know, the, the king will see you now. And you, you walk into this room and the, you know, the king's waiting for you and you, you walk into the room and it's like this energy of like the king, you know, it's like this, this you, you're kind of like blown away or, or I, maybe it's a better analogy to say, let's say you had like a near death experience and you meet the light you know, and it's like, you know, you hear these stories about people who have died and, you know, had that near death thing where this most incredible light, well, the light being the sun, you know, the giver of all life, radiance, right? This incredible, and you're just overtaken by it. Like you, you lose your identity in it. It's just so bright and so encompassing and it's the vital life force. So to stand in that throne room, you know, of the sun, we're losing... We, we get infused with so much vitality. So we kind of, you know, Jupiter kind of loses itself in the vitality, as, as hard as that might seem to think, because Jupiter is such a big, right? It's the biggest planet in the solar system, but um, it loses its, uh, it, it just takes on all that brilliance. So it's almost like the sun is amping up uh, whatever Jupiter's got. Well, Jupiter's the one who, the bringer of, you know, Jove, right? In the Roman mythology, J Jupiter was Jove. Well, Jove, the word jovial comes from, from that. So it's, you know, happy, jollity, jovial, um, hope, confidence, optimism, you know, expansion of knowledge. All of these things are Jupiterian, right? And, and then, um, and so it, it kind of just, you know, gets totally infused with that energy. So um, that's going to be a whole big, uh, that's going to start a journey when Jupiter comes into the, that throne room and then it's, and then, you know, then it's going to slowly leave and then come around again, you know, in about a year from now, a little over a year from now, it's going to be back at that point. So it's really starting a journey today. Um, just, be, you know, happens to be at the time of the full moon. So it's infused with the full moon in Leo, even more light, you know, so it's like this balance, this opposition of, of this, of the moon in Leo and, this light and hope and optimism and overreaching, you know, the shadow side, we always have to look at that shadow side. So we have to make sure that we're not overreaching and overextending and over promising and over compromising, um, you know, I would say overindulgence too. So those are things we want to be aware of, um, especially with, um, you know, in Leo, uh, and with the full moon, it's overindulging in emotions and maybe making bigger things out of a big thing out of something that really isn't that important. So we have to watch out for that. And um, we also have to just just in terms of that alone, the sun and the moon in opposition, emotions always run high, no matter what full moon it is. This one just happens to be in Leo, which of course is could be a explosive fire, right? Fire sign, fiery emotions. Um, dramatic, right? Leo rules show business, so we could be like, oh, Sarah Bernhardt, no, you know, I mean, when I was in my, this big breakdown I had yesterday, it was like, okay, I'll just quit my job, I'll just, like, you know, flip burgers at Arby's, or, uh, you know, whatever, I just, I just was like, uh, this is it, you know, and I watched myself going, oh, get over it, you know, just, like, really, just get a hold of yourself, you know, this is ridiculous, you know, like, but my, my point being that um, we can go to those extremes. So we just want to check ourselves and we want to use all of our wonderful tools that we know about breathing and 
sometimes you just gotta take a walk somewhere, you know, where you just have to laugh and not take yourself so seriously, right? So the sun and Leo, you know, let's be generous with ourselves. Let's, I mean, sorry, the full moon and Leo, let's, um, let's be generous with ourselves and let's not take everything to heart. You know, Leo rules the heart, right? So we have to just not take everything so personally and be able to laugh at ourselves. That definitely kills off the ego. So um, these next couple of days until uh, Greenwich Mean Time, what, 3, 3 a.m.? So um, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday morning, the sun will, I mean, the moon, sorry, will go into Virgo. So until then, it's going to be this, you know, it, it's, it's, of course, peaks today. On, this is uh, Thursday, January 28th, but it will um, certainly be with us for the next few days. So we have that full moon. Uh, in Leo and the T-square, Mars, the reason why this one is particularly is intense and dramatic is because Mars is making that conflicting, you know, square with Uranus. Mars and Uranus together, right? They're, they're, they're you know, pesky little troublemakers. <laughs> and they are squaring that emotional or over-emotional Leo moon. So there's a lot of tears. I blew my nose a lot yesterday. Um, I my eyes were, well, one of them was almost like really swollen up, like crying and it was just, it was intense. It was ugly. It was ugly. I'm just gonna say it was ugly, uh, but at least I can laugh about it now. Ah, I'm still not through it, but I know at least, you know, staying lighthearted is, um, helps me cope. <laughs> so um, anyway, that T-square with Mars Uranus, we have to be careful that we're not um, indulging in uh, overreaction or being impulsive or reactive or angry or lashing out. You know, those would be negative Mars Uranus where we alienate, right? Like Uranus energy, we could alienate people like that, or we could use that energy to be passionate and to unify um, with others and be, create more intimacy. It depends on how we want to use that energy. So just being mindful of it is, you know, they say 50% of it. Um, probably Eckhart, watching an Eckhart Tolle video, I woke up thinking, you know, I really should watch one of those videos. I think it would just, you know, how just his voice, it just calms you down. So um, yeah, so that T-square is, is very key to this intense uh, full moon. So, um, but luckily the sun, you know, with, where the sun and the moon in opposition, the sun has that jollity, jovial Jupiter on one side and it's patience too. So it's saying, okay, you know, don't take things too seriously and be patient, be patient with your growth. That Mars, you're on a square. It's like, I want it now. You know, Mars is always wants it now. I want it now. No, I don't want it now. I want it yesterday. You know, Uranus is like totally yesterday, electrically, you know, jolted, like, right? Uh, shockingly new and wants everything new and improved in yesterday. But this is a, and that Saturn squaring is, as you know, as I've spoken, it's going to be this story all year, the Uranus Saturn square. Uranus and Saturn haven't even, teamed up an exact square until next month. Of course, I'll talk about that, you know, in a few weeks. But um, right now, this full moon is definitely charging it up. So like I was saying, January, February, intense astrology. Uh, so anyway, this this moon not only has that Mars Uranus, you know, so that the, the coaching for us is to remain calm, 
uh, and use our passions in a, in a focused, passionate way that will benefit all, right? The Uranus way, the high road of Uranus is, you know, how can we help everybody? How can we be selfless with our passion? And I'm gonna share with you a dream I had about that actually. Um, yeah, I'm gonna share that dream. Let me just finish up these couple of notes. And then there was a dream I had this morning and I, and I had a feeling well, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay, just let, let me finish this thing. One thing at a time, right? Uh, Jupiter, Kazemi, the sun. All right, we talked about that. Like it's in the throne room, you know, where you just, you are transformed by this light. Like if you had that near-death experience and it's like you get infused with this light, which everybody who's ever been through one said, it's like this incredible love, divine love. And, uh, you know, cannot put words around it. So if you could imagine the planet of, um, you know, the knowledge, wisdom, and occult philosophy, and higher knowledge, and higher wisdom, and spirituality becoming infused with the light, that's, that's giving us a lot of hope and optimism for the planet, and Saturn, who is really our friend, is saying, okay, yes, and let's be wise with this, let's, let's not uh, repress this, but let's, let's be wise, and uh, it's, it's putting the brakes on going too far with it, and saying, like, let's, Let's put it in a, in a really powerful, put some boundaries around it so it can really be of use. So it's not just a hundred different directions. I mean, you know, we all love Sages and we probably know many in our lives. And I have to say, I love you all, but the, you know how it is. Sages can go in a hundred directions. You know, I was just reading about the eyeball of a horse, you know, <laughs> trying to understand, you know, everything's a fractal. Well, I was just reading about horse, you know, how horses eyes, they're on the side of the head. So you think of like how this relates to the archetype we're talking about. The side of the head of, is lateral, right? So they're, they're mounted lateral. It's not like humans where our eyes are forward. They are lateral. So they can actually see like, I think it's almost like 350 degree vision, right? So it's like one of those fisheye lens, you know, you can see like everything around you, which makes sense because that's the Sag. It's like, I see the world. I want to go in all these directions. I, what a great vision I have. But the blind spot for a horse, just like, you know, we have it in the back of our head. Well, they have it right in front of them. Right, right, right. But think about the lateral, right? Lateral vision. So they, they have that little blind spot in front of them. And so it, it just makes sense when you're trying to understand Sages. You know, you want to go in all these directions, but it's like, no, no just, just focus is my friend. Just, just what's in front of you, you know? <laughs> like that's the challenge, right? So if you, if you know any Sages or you have the sun in Sag or you have any planets in Sag, that's, that's a good uh, thing to be mindful of, you know, maybe to help, help us manage that energy that can be very overextending. So, um, so that's Jupiter, Kazemi, the sun and, um, Again, that's just something to be aware of um, in this full moon lunation uh, that um, there is this about, you know, balancing the emotions with that overreaching, that capacity to overreach. And so to not take things so seriously and things are maybe not as huge as they appear because somewhere I read that, uh, heard that um, a horse, when they're, the vision of a horse, like things appear like 20 times bigger than they really are. And maybe that has to do with the side, the lateral mount of their eyes, I don't know, but um, just kind of like, I'm thinking of a fisheye lens, you know, you always look huge and everything around you looks really small in the corners of that lens. So it could be that, you know, where, where um, 
you know, where it's just over-exaggerated because over-exaggeration is definitely a, a shadow quality of that of the Sag archetype. So just something to be aware of that, that um, we may not be seeing, you know, everything um, in perspective. So especially with a full moon, we can get a little over-emotional. So it's like that. The other, the one other thing before I share this dream is, and then the RX and then that'll be our broadcast uh, is Venus is exactly conjunct Pluto right now. So Pluto being in the sign of Capricorn, 25 degrees, Venus is trekking long and that has now linked up with Pluto. So what's Venus, you know, the, the goddess of love and harmony and connection and sensuality and passions and and it is conjunct Pluto. So that could be a passionate reach into the underworld. You know, Pluto is Hades, the God of the underworld. And I, I think of shamans all the time, every time I think of Pluto. So this, this descent into the shadow and to find out what's underneath things, uh, that quest to, um, to explore these, maybe some deeply embedded fears or deeply embedded uh, emotions and things that may have been stuck in the very recesses of this of our structure of reality, you know, with Pluto and Capricorn, and it could it could reveal, you know, that that journey there, Venus meeting up with Pluto, we could discover things about in, in our relationships, in you know, relationships with others, relationships with women, uh, we could, or just that part of ourselves. You know that 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 the feminine receiving the Venusian part of our consciousness, um, where we discover things that we were not aware of. You know, it might and some of it might be very toxic, and that it's okay to face those fears and look at that toxicity because the others coming up out of the the underworld, we are enriched by what we learn and that we can shed, and it could be a cathartic emotional kind of shedding. You know, as Pluto can can do that, catharsis and Pluto are definitely you know two keywords together. Um, emotional catharsis, where we can shed that baggage and then emerge more powerfully. So when when she leaves Hades, <laughs> she's richer and wiser. And um, having having looked at our shadow, uh, we can um, we we can then create realities that are based in that are sustainable you know that have this um there they can be sustained in and enriched our relationships can be um where our resources are not being drained you know we're not draining others and we're not draining um we're not draining our and and uh on kind of like a hamster wheel in our own self and our own psyche that we're actually able to break free of subconscious fear patterns and and emerge and having broken free of that we can use our energy our vital life force our sexuality um, our vitality we can use that to create and build rather than just take something and grab onto it and just kind of like run into a corner and stays obsessed with it you know by by letting loose it's really like an ego death we can move um in a more powerful direction so that's venus conjunct pluto right now so again i just say you know 
overall full moon, you know, check your impulses, check your anger management, impulse management, humor management, right? That's what came to me as I was writing my notes. Okay, how about humor management? <laughs> Let's, sometimes we get so upset and we, we forget to laugh. Um, so I'm gonna tell you this dream. And I think that um, I had it this morning and here's my little dream journal. But I just remember it was, it was really a fascinating dream. I dreamt about ants and they were red fire ants. I don't ever remember ever dreaming about ants in my whole life. But I remember this dream, red ants. Like, you know, like imagine discovering a hive of ants. I was in a house somewhere, I was inside somewhere. And I just, there was all these like a million zillion ants, you know, like ants on top of ants, you know, like a huge pile, you know how they're all did, 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 with their feet. And I felt it was an annoyance, you know, cause obviously ants like that inside of a house. Yeah, you'd be annoyed. And they were just running all over and you know, red ants, they, I don't know if you where what part of the world you live in, but you know, red fire ants, they bite, they're nasty. If you've never met a fire ant, believe me, you don't want to. They can, they, they're teeny tiny ants and man, they have a nasty bite and that bite lasts. It's like, it's, 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 it could be hours, you know, where it itches and it might even leave a little red mark for, for a bit. So very annoying. But in the dream, they were running everywhere. And I remember thinking, okay, I gotta, I gotta deal with this. And I remember looking at them as they were scurrying the floor and I took my finger and I just pointed at them and I went Shh, like, I, I, it was like they followed my finger as I pointed them away. Like, let's direct them over here. Like, let's leave this room. And I, I just remembered seeing myself directing them with my force and my willpower directing this out of the room and then I onto an elevator, believe it or not, and the elevator was going down. So I was, you know, basically getting rid of them, but I was sending them in a certain place in a certain direction. I think this means, well, uh, my, I asked my friend, you know, have you ever dreamt about ants? What does that mean? And she said, oh, that's patience. And I'm like, okay, definitely applies to my breakdown yesterday and overall lesson right now, patience. And look, look at where Jupiter, the sun and Saturn, right? Jupiter's holding hands with Saturn. I mean, Jupiter and Saturn, they're all conjunct, but the sun is holding hands with patience, Saturn, patience, discipline, focus, control, patience. Those are all Saturn qualities. So I just felt that this dream was showing me this for my life. And I felt that the elevator, I'm thinking of like mechanical objects, like, you know, the sun and Aquarius. Aquarius rules um, of mechanical objects, and especially electrical things. And I'm also thinking of transportation, like elevators, like very Mercury to me. So Mercury um, being the God who can go in and out of different dimensions. And the fact that the elevator was going down into like the earth or lower, lower, the lower floor than me was like taking this into the subconscious. So I'm feeling that it means that the dream, that take, taking my um, 
like instead of being overrun by um, red ants, right? Wanting red passion and fire, right? Fire ants. So it's like, take all your fiery energy and your passion. And this was telling me to direct it, use my focus and discipline and a focused mind to direct my passions. And instead of being overcome by them, and it's just kind of, you know, a million ants everywhere is annoying and it's energy that's out of control. But if you focus your energy and then you can direct that, that all that fiery energy and patience, right? Direct, use patience and with fire, <laughs> and then you can direct it appropriately. And then they're not a bother. I was able to lead them out and have, have them go where I want them to go rather than just letting them like overrun me. So I thought that was a really cool dream. And it might be too, it crossed my mind as I thought about this and I journaled it. It might be that I'm, um, I wondered if maybe that was a, like I'm dreaming for the planet, you know, that that's something that any of us can uh, certainly can certainly do, you know, um, we could even intend it in our prayers and just asking the universe, you know, like, give me a dream or I just felt like maybe that's the dream of the full moon that maybe I was getting a download in the dream state. Because it certainly makes sense when you look at the lineup of, you know, that Sat Sun, Saturn and Jupiter all together, having patience, um, directing the fire, you know, the sun, the fire and, and using that energy appropriately. So that was my dream. Um, and instead of being angry about the ants, you know, again, you know, we're, we can transcend that. We can use, instead of anger, you think of it as passion. Anger is really just passion that's misdirected, if you think about it. So anyway, it gave me a lot to think about, to think about and, um, you know, more might come up, I don't know, but I, I just wanted to share that with you. So in closing, I'd just like to say that, um, what would be appropriate uh, remedies for this, for a full moon, especially this one? Well, with the square, with the, uh, the moon in Leo, the dramatic moon, the Sarah Bernhardt moon, in Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus, Uranus and Mars, well, okay, what did I do when I was under stress? I always, I go to comfort food. I think all of us do. And, and so here's my, I want to share. Okay. This is, I figured, okay, Uranus would be about alternatives. So Uranus and Taurus is certainly giving us as it moves through the sign of Taurus over the next several years, you know, the vegan revolution is a great way of, of putting it. Um, that's why we've seen such a, an outrageous explosion in vegan food. And when you think about Taurus, it's like delicious gourmet food. And, you know, uh, if you go down the aisles of the supermarkets, you can see it's in the mainstream now. So this is what I did. I, 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 I'm like the starch queen. So my, my, my little bingy things was like simple mills, um, almond flour, sea salt crackers. These are like vegan saltines and they're like so good. I like inhale the entire box. Um, Mika, I call it Mykonos, but it's Miyokos. Uh, this, this company, Miyokos, I didn't use the butter, but I, I already threw it out. It was the mozzarella of this, the mozzarella, oh my God. So look, if you're gonna binge and be upset and emotional, if you gotta, if you gotta do that, just, you know, you can do it healthy, okay? You don't have to do like bad stuff. So uh, I don't eat a whole lot of this, but man, the, I, I never tried the mozzarella. You got, it's on sale this week, mozzarella. 
unbelievable. It tastes like the real thing. I binged like the whole, I mean, I was so upset. I ate this entire eight ounce package, like, like inhaled it. I'm like, okay, I'm not ashamed. Just telling you, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Oh, the crunch master. Yeah. Grain-free crackers. So I don't like grain. I'm, I've really gotten away from eating grain, but there's all this really, this is cassava flour. I mean, oh my God, this is crunch too. I love crunchy things. I notice when I'm stressed out, I have to like hear crunch, like crunching through like crackers, you know, breaking like teeth, crunch, 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 where it's like almost deafening. I like, that's very comforting to me. So, and this, this was a company that makes great chocolate bars, Hue. And I'm like, oh my God, I never seen these before. It was a bag of chocolate covered almonds and sea salt. And it's called Hunks. <laughs> so that's so, you know, Moon and uh, Moon and Leo, right? Vegan organic paleo. And it has all this, you know, no nasty stuff. But man, they were worth it. Man, those things are good. And it got me going. So I'm like eating all these. That was my bingey thing. You know, like I, I couldn't help myself. So I'm just saying, if you got a binge, okay, you can be healthy with it, especially for this full moon lunation. Um, as, as, but, you know, trying to be calm, but, you know, if calm and patience and hope wear out, then, you know, just be, just be kind to yourself. Yoga is always good too. I was reminded this morning, uh, I woke up and I did some yoga and immediately resets. Um, my teacher told, told me years ago that yoga, uh, bypasses like 98% of the, of the ego. And I'm like, oh God. You know, when you get so wrapped up, you forget, right? So I'm here to remind you, right? Here to remind everybody. Yoga, even if it's five minutes, just even your ego is like, no, I can't do it. Just, just five minutes. Just tell yourself five minutes. And you know, you feel so good after five minutes. Guess what? You want more. That's good. Um, chanting, you know, at the moon, Leo wants to perform. So, you know, chanting, singing, playfulness. That's a great use of this outrageous creative Leo energy. Um, singing, you know, hey, chanting. I, we, I was doing some chanting the other night. Man, I went into a deeper level than I had gone in a very long time. And man, that was so rewarding. Those melodies and uh, words of a Sanskrit mantra was uh, resonating in my nadis. And in, in, in the middle of the night, I'd wake up and I could hear the that sound moving through the nadis, the, the energetic channels in the body. That was really awesome. And so, so uplifting, not just for us, but then if we're like little radios and we're transmitting and broadcasting all those beautiful vibes out into the world. So yay, would be great to use this time with that stressful Mars aspect, right? So channel our passions uh, in a healthy fashion that will benefit humanity, Mars conjunct Uranus. It's all a code, it's all a puzzle, right? But we can figure it out and use these things to move forward and feel really, really good. Help everybody, everybody benefits. So that's all I have for today. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Um, just for, you know, your comments are always uh, welcome. Tell me how you're doing with this full moon. And um, always, you know, feel free to like, share, subscribe, all that down below. So I uh, appreciate that all. And uh, thank you all for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Namaste. Yay. Have a wonderful, happy, lovely week. Take care, all for now. <laughs>